Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hall of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Listen, man. I'm a marketing guy. And I actually had a marketing guy on the show. His name's Brad Marks. And I'll tell you honestly how we connected. I was getting deep on the connections and the research trying to get Jay Cutler on the show, The Bodybuilder. And I think it will still happen. I think that'll be a really, really fun episode. And Brad on IMDb Pro, which if I'm going real crazy on the stocking modes, what I'll hit, was listed as his agent. And so, you know, I cold called him one day. We just started talking. We talked a bunch. He said, I can't really get you hooked up with Jay. I don't really represent him anymore. And he was like, but dude, I'm the CMO of this awesome company, so I'm asleep. I'm like, okay, Brad, let's see if that's the truth. So he shot me out some product, and it's essentially melatonin in a can. And I tried it, and it works spectacularly. For those who don't know, I sleep really terribly. I'm big ADHD. I have a million ideas at once. I try to maximize every hour of my day and being productive and building GDP. And so sometimes my brain doesn't shut off. I've been drinking these Psalm sleeps and they taste amazing. I do it right after my last meal in the day and I'm out. And so Brad came on the show to not only talk about the product, but also about his his career in the Hollywood management field or agency field. He used to represent Chuck Liddell when Chuck Liddell was big famous. That's crazy. And uh, he talked a lot about the science behind sleep. And I just loved running that episode, man. That was fun, really interesting. And I don't know who goes to Big Y. I've actually literally never heard of anybody going to a Big Y. But some sleep is in Big Y and also buy some online. And I'm going to ask Brad to send me some. So if you're close with me and you want to say, hey, man, let me try out the Psalm, more than happy to give you one. My mom tried it. She liked it. Pretty dope product. And I like their branding. Pretty sweet. And shouts out to the team, man. Fun episode. We're going to keep it going. That was 211. 212 might be a little crazy. And uh, update on the old GDP Zuvi. Making progress. And there's a lot of things up in the air right now. And so, praying to the dear gods that they pull it back for us, man, so I can go make this project. All right, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Whoa. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter. Hi, I'm Brad Marks, and this is my golden hour. You're good. Well, bathroom break? No, dude. How to get uh, the product, man. <laughs> hey uh before we move on on the phone i have our kick-ass producers i have lexi sarah slugs riley and brennan guys say what's up to brad marks for some sleep what's going on so this is the real squadron that does all the research to make sure that i don't sound stupid when we run episodes <laughs> hey so it. so real quick one i appreciate you sending me the product of course. I'm glad we met. And I have been in love with the product. And I'm not even a huge hype man usually when it comes to products like this. But dude, I've been sleeping incredible. You know, it's funny. It's, I had the same experience. And I'll kind of give you how I got involved with SOM and, and, um, 
kind of in a similar way. So uh, an old, old business partner of mine, uh, I was working, uh, running, you know, marketing at a sports nutrition company. And, um, what happened was a buddy, my old business partner sent me these glass jars. Actually, we didn't even have, look, we didn't even have labels on them yet. And he sent me three of them. Um, and I mean, you could see, look, they weren't even, I can't even open it anymore, but no seal on it. He sent me three of them. Brad's showing like a, a glass bottle that kind of looks like the glass bottle and holes that they like put all the peaches in underneath the boat. If anyone knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Exactly. So sent me three of them and, uh, yeah, you know, one was leaking. I mean, it was just, it was bad. And I looked at it and I go, wow, what is this? Am I going to die? Um, like you said, three of the most incredible nights of sleep I've ever had. So, um, you know, I was, I was sold since day one and, and you know, here we are, uh, you know, three and a half years later. Um, and, you know, things are going well. We're, we're, uh, you know, we're really solving a problem, which is great. And there wasn't really a, drug-free sleep solution for, you know, for everybody. If you, if you think about it, there's thousands of energy drinks and things to get us up, coffee, cold brew, you name it. We, listen, I, I drink mine as well. We, the we, don't call is, this, we don't call this coffee. We call this space juice because we put okay. a couple <laughs> espresso shots in that. It's game over. <laughs> well, so what, what is that? Is that just an espresso or... So I actually have not had Starbucks in some time because of the COVID, obviously. Sure. And today I was in a star market, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with. You definitely got to get the saw in the star markets out here. Yeah. Yeah. And the Starbucks franchises a bunch of locations within the Starbucks, within the star yeah. market. So sure. I'll get the straight grande ice black coffee with two espresso shots. The space oh, juice. That is, that'll power you for about three days, or at least it would power me for about three days. So. Well, dude, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking of just spiking it with my psalm and seeing how loopy I feel. Do not want to do that. And it's funny, we've had, I mean, so to, to back up, yeah, I mean, this drink is, it's simple. It's eight ounces. It's the opposite of a, you know, an energy drink. Um, and you drink it 30 minutes before you go to bed and it, and it works and it works wonders. So, uh, very different than taking a pill or a powder. So it's just, it's super simple and easy. And all of our ingredients, like I said, are drug free. So it's sorry to, sorry to stop in your tracks there. Before we move on, can you just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Brad Marks and, uh, I'm the CMO of, of some sleep and, um, we are a sleep drink company. Um, and we've been around only three and a half years and, uh, yeah, we're, we're just a, a little, uh, a little startup that's finding our way in the marketplace. And, um, in Boston, we're in the big Y, so, uh, big wide markets, um, you can find us in there. And then we're in about half of the Walmarts and throughout the country and then other grocery. And then as well as get some, dot com and you can buy it on that on there and on on amazon amazon prime free shipping all that stuff so that's what i do i run the marketing also do kind of the b2b sales as well uh team sales if you will um and it wasn't a really category we thought about (laughs) when we launched but when we were seeding product um you know early on before we launched in in january of of 2018 um 
I seeded it out to, you know, a lot of my relationships, whether they be, you know, strength coaches and performance specialists for different, you know, major league, uh, professional sports leagues, um, different athletes, athletic trainers, dietitians, you name it. And the funny thing happened was like you, they tried it and they said, we, we need this for our team. So we paused and said, whoops. Oh, okay. I guess this can be a, you know, uh, a product that could live, you know, direct uh, from a from a business to business perspective. So, we uh, we actually sell our product uh, to seventy professional sports teams right now um, across the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, MLS. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty cool to uh, you know to see these uh, to see the drinks in these locker rooms, um, which is which is pretty cool. Now. When the current founder of Psalm Sleep had sent you those initial three jars, you were at the time a big wig at Muscle Farm. I wouldn't call myself a big wig, but yeah, I was working at Muscle Farm, which is a sports nutrition company. Um, and for those uh, listening, it's like Muscle Farm, they make like dope pre workouts and whey protein isolates, et cetera. We just ran an episode with a big, as I was saying to you on the phone, a supplement store out here. So some of our listeners are probably familiar. Got it. Yeah. And, and Muscle Farm's been around for a while. And um, uh, yeah, they make they make great products as well. And and uh, yeah, so I was doing that it was the sports marketing uh, position and, and uh, you know, cut to when I came on, we hadn't launched yet. Um, the big thing for us was making sure our product um, right out of the gate was NSF certified for sport and I don't know if a lot of the listeners know exactly what that is, but essentially NSF for sport is um, it's a governing body basically that, that tests your product for all banned substances. So um, you cannot even have any supplement whatsoever in a locker room in major league baseball, unless it has the NSF logo on it. Um, I don't know if we have it over here. Now, now would like the muscle farm, What's their pre-workout called, called? Combat. Yeah, it's uh, man. Well, no, the combat was uh, um, was the protein. Um, is that NSF certified? Like, would that be assault. okay? Assault was the uh, was the um, was their pre-workout. They had it at one point. They had NSF, um, and then they and then now they have a company called Informed Choice. So a little different, right? It's uh, it's that's more of an international uh, standard of testing. But yeah, unfortunately, Muscle Farm um, would not be permissible in, in the leagues right now. Um, not to say that there's banned substances in it. It just hasn't been tested through the NSF uh, process. And that process is uh, interesting. So when we make our drinks, we actually have to send out a batch to, uh, to NSF. They test our products. Um, and usually we don't get them. We cannot release that lot of drinks for about six weeks. So as soon as we get the green light, it's a go. And uh, uh, what's nice is, you know, you see a lot of these athletes, um, you know, uh, either get popped for, you know, taking some, some are obviously cheating. Right. But, you know, others, it's, it's as innocent as walking into a GNC um, and buying something that you think is fine and it's not. Um, so what NSF no did. We've read the crazy labels on a lot of these supplements. It's it's hard. It's and it's a very difficult thing. You you wouldn't know. I mean, you could look at you could look at a 
a, a, a supplement and it could just say magnesium on it and go, okay, I'm, if magnesium's fine. Well, no, it's not. Cause you don't know, did that magnesium run through uh, a machine that um, was tainted from an earlier supplement or had something in it that the machines weren't clean? Well, it happens a lot. So to make sure like that doesn't happen, these athletes now have an app they can go to and literally scan our barcode or any barcode of an NSF certified product. And if it comes back green, then they're in the clear and they know they could take it. It is so foolproof now that if someone says, ah, I just went to the GNC and bought it, it's not an excuse anymore. It's just not. These guys are so well informed on, um, on these, you know, on what NSF for sport really means and all these teams most of the teams now have full-time dietitians as well that are constantly educating the you know the athletes so no excuse anymore for saying oh i you know i just bought it off amazon you know i thought it was cool i read the label no scan the label and if it comes back clean then you know you could take it can you buy steroids on amazon right now I don't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, and you might have to check I, that I, out. But it's not necessarily steroids. That's the interesting thing. You know, before I got into this industry, I, you know, you hear a guy like say that, ah, oh, I just took, I took protein and here I am. Guess what? It, it happens a lot. You know, these machines, you gotta understand these, these, um, you know, these co-packing facilities that, that they make all sorts of things in these machines, especially drinks. So, um, you know, you got to be careful um, to make sure like, you know, the, the facilities that manufacture the goods, sometimes they're, sometimes it's not cleaned perfectly. So, um, you know, that's why they have this testing. I think it's a good thing. And, and um, having that NSF body is, is, is great. And, and it really is great for us to, to know that we have no banned substances, obviously, in our drink. And our drink is it's drug free um, with the ingredients that we uh, that we have in the product. Well, I want to get into the product a little bit later, but just peeling it sure. back a little bit. So you had started as a big time Hollywood agent. <laughs> I, I, like, I've never been big time anything. Number one. <laughs> well, but, dude, dude, your set is big time symmetrical. I'll tell you that much about the Zoom setup. <laughs> so, I love type type A personality. So yeah, I you know I I um I grew up in LA, uh, born and raised in LA. Went Whereabouts? To What's up? Whereabouts? So uh, I was born in in West Hills, um, which is um, for all you East Coasters. Um, I guess the best way now everyone knows Calabasas. That's on the map, right? Calabasas. Uh, it's about three or four miles from Calabasas. So it's in the West San Fernando Valley of, uh, of LA. So, um, big, big place. Um, but One of our great, producers great. lives in Santa Clarita. Yeah. Not, not too far away. I'd say 15, 20 minutes. So, um, without traffic, by the way, with traffic three hours. So <laughs> that's LA. Um, but yeah, so grew up in LA, went to college at UC San Diego, um, and, and got a job actually at the William Morris agency, uh, my last quarter of school. So, um, probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. Uh, but, uh, I graduated and started working 10 days later. So now why did you say that? 
What's up? Why do you say that was the dumbest thing you've ever done? You know, work's always, it's going to be there, you know? So that time, I wish I would have taken, you know, maybe six months off, traveled, done things, you know, now I have a family, married family, that those are times, you know, I'll never, I'll never be able to experience that. Um, you know, obviously with everything going on, you, you can't right now, but, you know, to backpack through Europe would have been an unbelievable experience and, and just, you know, opened up my brain from a perspective of seeing how the other world uh, works. Cause I never really traveled uh, besides Mexico and Canada uh, until I was in my, uh, in my twenties. So I never, really left the country. And, and, you know, when you do it, it really opens your mind up um, and sees how, and you see how other cultures and other, other countries and other people live their life. And it's, it's really eye opening and it, and it helps what other profession you're in. And it, it, it really, it really adds perspective. I was going to say, I've, I've heard a quote a couple of times that the, the best marketers are the most well-traveled marketers. You know, I, I, I haven't heard that quote. It's a great one, though. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, marketing's interesting. It's funny. When I went in college, all of my books on media, and I, gra I graduated in 2000, they're the most obsolete things to this day. I mean, oh, don't even get me started. It's, it, it's, well, I mean, if you could imagine, uh, I mean, we didn't, we didn't have social media when I graduated in college, it, it didn't exist. Uh, so, you know, this whole world, it changes every day and you really have to uh, keep up with the times. You know, I, I would call myself a very untraditional marketer um, and I joke around, uh, one of my good friends, she, she runs uh, marketing at C4 and, you know, we, we, I always joke with her because she's, she's super polished. She's worked with so many great brands and, um, and she, she's excellent. She does a great job, but, uh, um, you know, I do things a little outside the box, I guess. Um, and, um, and it comes from perspective, right? It comes from me, you know, going online, traveling, seeing how, how people consume, you know, media, um, you know, when COVID hit, you know, this was obviously a, a bad time, right. For a lot of different things, but, in my mind, it was, okay, what of opportunities do we have now that we didn't a month ago? So uh, instead of feeling sorry for yourself and going, you know, wow, you know, we can't do X, Y, and Z that we used to do. We had a, you have to pivot quickly and go, okay, well, now that we can't do X, Y, Z, we could do ABC that we weren't able to do before. So, you know, it's, 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 it's fast paced. It's, 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 I guess it's high energy. Um, the hardest part with marketing, I would say, is it's very hard to quantify your uh, what you do, right? So, um, you know, there's certain aspects of marketing where we could track and see this thing that we did led to this. Um, and but a lot of times, you know, it's it's building brand, it's building awareness. Those are things that are are, are very hard to measure. I was going to say, you can't really equate an ROI on, on proper branding because it's, and it's also such a long-term thing. Like your marketing efforts right now, you'll probably reap the fruits of all your labor in five years because of it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. It just depends, right? I mean, uh, how many touch points is it going to take for someone to go, Wow. I have to try some, right? I mean, sometimes it's one. Sometimes it's, hey, 
I have trouble falling asleep. I have trouble staying asleep. This is something I have to have. I want to get a little high. <laughs> Personally, it's kind of funny. So I, 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 I wouldn't call myself having sleep issues. And I drink some every night. And I, and I drink it from a, of a perspective of, uh, so my, I, I have three kids. And I put them to bed at the same time every night. They go to bed at 830. I, uh, I drink my song at nine and I'm sleeping at nine 30, which I would never, ever, ever be able to do if I didn't drink the song. So it allows me to go to sleep at nine 30 and wake up when my kids wake up usually around six o'clock. So, um, if I didn't, I'd go to bed 11 30, 12 and still be waking up at five 6 o'clock. And man, those two extra hours are crucial to uh, performance. I was going to say, and you kind of seem like the type of guy who's got that chaos brain. So that thing's always moving. <laughs> always, always. And, you know, we, you know, as, as a little, as a little brand right now, you know, what we've done is, um, you know, especially with COVID, we've, we really helped out in immediately and helped out. We donated thousands and thousands of cans um, to the frontline workers, a lot of nurses, a lot of hospitals, um, and it's, it's kind of ironic because we kind of, um, you know, we've been marketing a little bit to different subsets of people and nurses were actually a subset that we went after last September and October and just really targeted them due to their schedules, right? Working nights and, and days, getting their, their days and nights flipped. So we thought this would be a good product and ironically, you know, uh, you know, it, it ended up working out nicely where we had a lot of relationships with, with these nurses, um, you know, when we, uh, when COVID hit. Reeling it way back. Go for so, it. So you were a Hollywood agent at WME. <laughs> I wasn't an agent. So I, so I, I, uh, I was in the agent trainee program. Um, so out of college, I, uh, you know, you work on desk, you're an assistant. Um, so, you know, the first desk I worked on was uh, the head of the motion picture department at William Morris. His name was Robert Stein. And this is back in, you know, 2000, 2001. So, so he, he represented Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ray Romano, uh, Frank Darabont, who directed the Shawshank Redemption. Um, so actors, writers, directors, uh, really good list of people. So basically my job was I'd sit on the phone and you know make calls for him or he'd tell me get so and so and the funniest one was uh it was my first day on the desk and uh uh call comes in and you're nervous of course because you don't know what the hell you're doing right it's my first day on the job and a guy calls in he goes put him on the phone and i go who who's this he goes i need to talk to him now and i go who is this he goes it's me it's arnold it was Schwarzenegger that called wow. it. <laughs> um, so, you know, as a kid right out of college, it's cool, right? You know, you're like talking yeah. to these, these, these people that you watch on TV that are larger than life figures. And then about two weeks later, it goes away and they're people. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I've never been really enamored by athletes, celebrities. Um, it goes away quick. When you're around it a lot, it just it just becomes, you know, they're, they're human beings and you see a lot of the human side to them as well. So I feel the same way about the show, like the podcast, because we've landed some 
stereotypically in Boston, people would call them big guests, but like you're starting to learn like, dude, I'm on a zoom call with just another dude or another human. It's pretty crazy. You know what? It's true. I listen, I, I have respect for their craft and what they do, but it's just, it's putting them on a pedestal is something, you know, once you, once you start doing it, like you said, you realize they're just, they do, they eat, breathe and sleep just like you do so they're human beings right so it is what it is and the job you had at wme mind you i've talked to agencies like every week right okay. try to line a podcast sure. i feel so bad for the assistance of the assistance of these agents they get the worst calls and the worst work yeah you know it's it's interesting you uh yeah you, you as the assistant I'm, I have to, I'm the, I have to feed out all the, or weed out, uh, all the, these calls that come in, you know, and you get crazy people that call in, um, and ask to speak to like, Hey, can I, Hey, can I, can I speak to Schwarzenegger? It's like, what, who are you? He's not in the office. So you, you know, it's, it's a balance of, um, you know, weeding out like who's, who you don't need to talk to is not conducive to your business. Um, but you get to approach so many on so many opportunities. And I can't imagine what it would be like now with, with, you know, you know, YouTube wasn't around when I was at the agency. So, you know, it must be just wild now, as far as the the requests that come in and, and, you know, um, and whatnot. But the bottom line is, um, you know, you have to vet out and, and figure out what, what's the best stuff for, um, you know, for your clients. And that's, that's the name of the game. Now you go to another agency when you shift out of WME. So I went over to a management company, which is very similar to, uh, an agency. Um, it's all uh, the same stuff. They just represent the people. Correct. The difference, uh, of a manager and an agent, I guess a manager is allowed to produce, um, TV and film. So, um, so I went and I worked for a great boss. His name was Geyer Kaczynski and, and, uh, Geyer still managing today and he has phenomenal clients. Uh, I mean, he signed Angelina Jolie when she was, I want to say 17 years old. So he's represented her her whole life. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, he's worked with a, a lot. Nicole Kidman is his client now. So he has a lot of big clients. Um, and yeah, so when I was on, I was working with him and then, and then I got promoted. That was my promotion on his desk. So after I worked for him, I got promoted to a manager and then, uh, you know, started signing clients. Uh, I was on teams. So I worked on the Angelina team, the Billy Bob team, but I also, uh, signed my own, started signing my own clients. And, uh, I guess the big one was Chuck Liddell. So, you know, I signed, I signed Chuck Liddell um damn that's early ufc days too this was this was in 2004 um and it was kind of a fluke to be honest with you so i had known what the ufc was um but i never watched i never watched any of any of the um maybe the early early ones or just caught a glimpse of it but it was like it was totally barbaric back then too it was way different it really really was And, and uh so so you know, this is how things work, right? One introduction leads to something, which leads to something. So, um, I was working with a client. Her name was Willa Ford. She's a pop singer, um, and and uh, 
I got her a gig. She was the host of the first season of the Ultimate Fighter reality show. Um, and this, and no, I don't even think people remember this. First season is Chuck versus Randy Couture. They were both the coaches. Um, and this was this brand new reality show. And that's the catalyst really that kind of blew up the UFC. It became really, really popular after that. Um, and the fight for Ultimate Fighter 1 was uh, was uh, Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin. It was an amazing uh, fight that went back and forth. Um, and then the coaches end up fighting. It was UFC 52. So Willa goes on the show, shoots the whole thing. Um, and then I, and then, you know, I think it was like a week into the show, she was already dating Chuck. So that's the first time I met Chuck. Uh, and it's a funny story. And Chuck came to my office. Um, and it was, uh, right off of 9,200 sunset, um, in, uh, in West Hollywood, you know, great bill dude. And Chuck comes in and I'd never heard of him. <laughs> I'd never heard of Chuck before. Um, and, uh, we went and grabbed lunch and we're walking down the street and everyone is just Iceman, uh, this and that. And I turned to him, I go, how do people know who you are? Like, I was like such a, such a dick, right? <laughs> but Chuck is just such a superhuman being. And would just, you know, he'd laugh it off. He just thought it was so funny. We got along so well. I ended up managing Chuck for 10 years. So uh, it was a great run. He, he uh, you know, did a lot, did a lot of firsts, put him on Entourage, uh, put him on Dancing. Oh, I remember that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd so, you get that done? Uh, <laughs> so... Good buddy of mine, Rob Weiss, um, he was an executive producer and one of the main writers on Entourage. Doug Allen was the, was the creator of the show, and Doug and Rob had grown up. And Rob, Rob, Rob is, you know, the most amazing human. He, he is Entourage. The way he talks, the way he lives his life. I mean, the dude is the coolest dude I've ever met in my life. And, and Rob... I was a huge, he was a boxer. You'd always, you know, go to wild card gym and box in LA and, and, uh, was into MMA and, and the UFC, but this was so early on. No one even, no one really, unless you were a hardcore fan, you didn't know UFC. So I, I harassed Rob for a year. And finally, out of the blue, Rob called me, he said, yo, Brett, and you know, he has that whole New York, you know, <laughs> drama accent and, and said, Brad, I wrote, I wrote it and he sent me the script and he had wrote the whole episode on his Blackberry. I don't even think there was iPhones yet, or maybe there was like the first gen, but everyone still had the Blackberry. And he wrote the whole episode at the standard hotel pool, um, sent it to me. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And that was it. So, um, you know, a few months later we were, we're shooting the shooting entourage and it was, it was an amazing experience, but uh, yeah, my first, so this is a funny story. So Chuck, I, I end up working with Chuck and the first fight I ever go to is UFC 52. And he's, it's the main event, Chuck versus Randy Couture. Uh, Chuck uh, had lost to Randy for the title, I think a year or two earlier. So Chuck had never been champion. Title fight, light heavyweight championship. And Chuck ends up, knocking out Randy Couture, winning the, winning the, winning the, the title. And we're walking out of the arena. This is my first fight ever. Where was the fight? It was, it was either at MGM or Mandalay Bay. It was in Vegas, but I'm not, it was one of the two. It, it would flip flop back and forth. I, I honestly don't remember. It was just, you know, 
Um, it was at one of the hotels. Um, but we walked out and, and Chuck goes, just hey, hold, hold on to my belt for me. So I had the, sh- the belt on my shoulder walking out. And it was just now looking back at the time, I was just like, whatever, you know, what is it? Now it's like, wow, like that's so crazy. So uh, and that was, no, it was, it those was fights. And when he was at his peak, it was such a pinnacle point in the UFC's growth. That must have been, did you even know what you were a part of at the time? You know, we could, you could tell, you know, when something's bubbling up, you know, there's like, this is going to be big and it, and it was just growing and growing and growing. And, and, you know, I knew just from the opportunities that we were creating, like when I first started, we'd call traditional brands, you know, like, you know, beer companies or, or whatnot. And they wouldn't even want to take your call. You couldn't even, you couldn't get anything done. And it started shifting. And then, you know, the UFC did, did such a great job. They're, they're, they are the best marketing company maybe in the country. Unbelievable. Um, Even Ultimate Fighter is such an unconventional way that they were like, listen, we're going to create a reality show to market a sports league. That's insane. And they make stars out of their fighters and and they just do a great job. And, you know, I I reap the benefits of really them, you know, creating these, these stars and putting money behind Chuck and marketing Chuck. So, well, well, the uh, NBA, sorry to cut you off, but the NBA uh, now, I feel like they have really taken a look at how the UFC is marketing and they're trying to do the same thing with kind of creating a reality show within the league. Like they have all these characters and these players, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, the NBA does a great job too. It's it's a it's a player's first league, um, and they know it's about star power, right? You know, if LeBron and Giannis and all these guys, um, you know, uh, Tatum, all these all these stars, if they were out and they didn't want to play and go to the bubble, there's no there's there is no games. It's a star powered league. Um, and the UFC knows that as well. It's a star. Conor McGregor is a star and they know that they're not dumb. They, and they, and they, and that, and that's how you, uh, that's how you sell fights and that's how you sell your brand. Um, you know, the NFL, I, I feel like they don't do that. Um, I feel it's like more team against team in the NFL. It's a le- it's a team rather than is individual. individual. Um, but you know, uh, and then I don't even know baseball. I guess it's a it's kind of a mixture of both <laughs> in a way because they they do market some players, but um, you know on a whole it's 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 you know it's it's a it's a team it's a team sport. We had the CMO uh, of the Sox on our show, and he was saying that they it it's like a weird bind between when they get these new acquisitions with these big players, and then also marketing like the historical brand of the Red Sox. It's like hard to navigate between being like a cutting edge new team. And then also like the storied franchise. No, no, no doubt. Definitely. Um, and it's tough too. It, you know, uh, you know, with, with all the players changing and, you know, the Red Sox have changed so much this year and, you know, it'd be, it'd be a really tough job at the CMO where you're, you know, you're using these players to, to sell your product, um, and then, you know, next year or even in the middle of the season, that whole strategy shifts if the guy gets traded or injured or something. So it must be really challenging to, to have that position. Now you used to rep Beckett back in the day, right? I never rep Beckett. I, so Beckett, Beckett, so 
going back to Chuck. So, so, you know, during the heyday, um, you know, when I was working with Chuck, um, you know, being an individual sport, it just, these fights in Vegas were so much fun and it was a big party. And as you know, like, you know, Tom Brady's going to these fights, all these celebrities and athletes and everyone's going to these fights and they all want to get close to, you know, the champ. Right. So, um, I got to meet a lot of people because of that. Um, and one guy who's become a really good friend of mine, um, is Brad Penny, um, who's a huge, 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 huge MMA fan. Um, and Brad, uh, we became really, really good friends. Um, and he was playing for the Dodgers at the time. And then he played for the Red Sox for a half season. So when he played for the Red Sox is when I met Josh and, uh, and Josh and I became good buddies. I cat- caddied for him a couple times. At, the, at that Lake Tahoe uh, tur- golf tournament, <laughs> so uh, but I never represented Josh. Just you know, we're just we're just we're just good uh, good friends. Your boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now that you're getting back into the world of some sleep, so like you, you leave the agency world, you go to Muscle Farm. I'm I'm assuming your job was a little more like a desk job. Is this you kind of returning to the chaos, like the commotion? <laughs> well, you know, it's different. It's um. You know, Muscle Farm, we we uh, we had an amazing facility in Denver, and uh, it was wild. It was just, uh, man, I wish I wish uh, I could show you some of these, this footage. But we had a basketball court. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's a warehouse. Imagine this in a warehouse from the outside. So it just looks like a normal warehouse, and you open it up, and there's some offices, and you go through a door. And it's just open warehouse of just a full like gym, basketball court, uh, a, a, a cage, a UFC cage. Um, it had uh, turf, weight room, golf simulator. It had everything. We had a sports science institute in there. Um, so it was it was it was pretty you know neat from a marketing perspective to be able to utilize that facility. Um, you know, to, from a market perspective, just show, um, you know, this is a performance center and, and, and whatnot with some, it's a little different, you know, we're, we're actually not a sports nutrition company <laughs> at all. Um, you know, a startup. Well, we're a startup company, but this, this product's for everyone. You don't, you, you know, you don't have to be an athlete. You know, this is for an 18 year old. It's for an 85 year old and everything in between, um, sleep affects everybody. You know, the numbers are, are absolutely staggering um, as far as, um, you know, how many people have, um, uh, you know, trouble sleeping or, you know, throughout the week, one night, three nights, seven nights. It's, it's unbelievable. So, um, you know, this product's for everybody, um, not, just, not just athletes. But I always use this term, and, and you could steal it from me. I'll let you, Connors. It's, uh, I use the term executive athlete. And executive athlete means the following. Here I am. I am not a professional athlete. I'm not even close. But I have to treat my body like I am a professional athlete. Why? Because I can't do my job efficiently and effectively from a physical and a cognitive standpoint if I do not have the proper sleep. You know what it's like to not sleep at night. Can you do your podcast? Absolutely not. You're struggling. I could not agree more. And there, there's this common misconception in the entrepreneurship space that like 
nope, you shouldn't sleep. It's terrible. You know, you got to work every hour of every day. No, I learned about a year and a half in, like it's about the efficacy of your decisions and how good your decisions are. Sleep is wildly important and I still sleep terribly. But I just want to give a quick rundown of my experience with the psalm. So in college, I used to pop melatonin all the time. I'd even drink a little NyQuil, get a little loose. You know what I'm saying? A little woozy, have, have some strange <laughs> dreams. You're not the only one. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I started learning a lot about our producing team through this whole thing. They're saying they all take stuff. Okay, cool. But I still wake up frequently in the night. The first time I tried Psalm, you were right. I drank it at around 9 p.m. About 20 minutes later, I'm starting to feel like, you know, I could really just lay down right now and just <laughs> take it easy. I fought it for about 10 more minutes, then lay down out. Woke up just once in the night. And then when I woke up again, I was like, am I going to feel a little groggy? I'll be honest, I did. I was like, I don't want to pull myself out of bed. But as soon as I did get out of bed, I didn't feel groggy whatsoever. Sure. Also, taste. Ta hey, I'm just giving you free marketing. Okay. I love it. Keep going. Listen, taste. I did the sugar-free joints. I've been tempted running this interview with you the whole time. Like, this tastes so good, I would love to drink it. <laughs> taste was great. I felt no effects. I, I was worried because I've been working on my cardio a little bit and I had a six mile PR run I had to hit the next day. And so I was like, I really hope I'm not groggy. Didn't feel any of the effects the next day. Awesome. Real quick though, I am an avid intermittent faster and this has 10 calories. Is there any way we can create a Psalm formula at zero calorie? Well, there's zero sugar. There's 10 calories should not affect. It your does though. It does. You think it does the ten calories? That's coming from the pythons, baby. I know what I'm doing. Well, you know it's interesting. We can, it's hard to create a product. You you try to you try to create a product, and uh, that that you know fits the masses, right? That that works. It's never going to be perfect. Um, you know, Rob Bent, who who created our drink, um, he did a great job. And what 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 he did was he spent a long time trying to figure out what ingredients to use, what ingredients not to use, the amount. Um, and then we had to obviously make it taste good, right? Because if it doesn't taste good, um, you can only tolerate it for so long. Um, and I'm with you. I, like I'll, I, I crave it sometimes. I want, it, I want a hydration version, but not, that's not in the works. That's not in our plans. We're, we are a sleep drink company. So the ingredients, let me go through it so you kind of um, understand from, us, from a science perspective. Please. Vitamin B6 and magnesium. So what you want to do is when you take a melatonin pill by itself, you're really going from wake to sleep. And it's a very unnatural way to go to sleep. So we wanted to replicate the natural way your body falls asleep. And how is that? It's starting with relaxation. So we have B6 and magnesium that's, you know, basically relaxing your body. And the next phase, it's, it's phase two uh, of our stack, is L-theanine and GABA. And GABA is a neurotransmitter. Um, and basically, it's turning your brain from wake to sleep. And melatonin is actually the last step that's going to help you stay asleep. So it's, it's, a, it's a progression 
that your body is naturally doing on its own. So everything in our drink, with the exception of L-theanine, L-theanine is found in a lot of foods, green tea, your body produces everything, all of those ingredients. All we're really doing is getting your body back to baseline, maybe even higher, and letting your body fall asleep the way it's supposed to. So when you take a Z-Quil or all these other things, I mean, they're dr- it's drug. So it's, it's an unnatural way. And, you know, the groggy feeling that you get is because you're putting stuff in your body that's, that's, that's foreign almost. So um, now uh, your big melatonin pill is traditionally five milligrams. This Psalm Sleep has just three milligrams of melatonin. That is correct. Yeah. So the two top skews of melatonin pills um, in, you know, in retail, or online, whatever, are five and ten milligrams. So um, it's a lot. You don't you don't need that much. So now, do you worry about voice crack? Whoa, twenty four. That shouldn't be happening. <laughs> do you worry about any of your consumers developing reliance on this? Because like, I'd be pumped to drink it again tonight. So it is drug free and non habit forming. None of our ingredients. Are addictive. Now, I will say this. Um, I mean, you're a type A psycho. You know how your brain works. If it works, you're like, okay, I'd love to drink some more. Correct. But but what I'm saying, it's not addictive. It's not. It's not. Like, cigarettes are addictive. This, these are not addictive at all. What what you'll end up doing, like you said, is I'm. I know if I drink this drink, I'm going to go to bed in 30 minutes. So why wouldn't I drink it? <laughs> Or I could not drink it and maybe go to sleep an hour and a half later than I normally would. So that's your choice. Um, so I've been drinking these now almost every day for three and a half years. And I will go sometimes just to, you know, just to see. I'll go, I can go two weeks without. My quality of sleep is not as good, but I'm not craving or addicting or, 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 or craving it or addicted to it whatsoever. So um yeah the, you could drink these you know one to seven nights a week um and uh you, you, you'll be just fine now similar to developing reliance can you develop a tolerance i i've stuck with the with the same amount every single night one can that's it There's, you never tried messing yeah. around with two i've had two before and what was that like? You know, it's hard to say. Like, well, what happened was I think I drank one and I ended up having to like do something or I had to work, which was hard, right? So I was on my computer and I'm like, yeah. And then it was like, because that's another thing. When you drink this, you got to put yourself in a position to go to sleep as well. So you know, don't drink this and, you know, go, go on a six mile run. Right. I mean, that's not going to be a smart decision for you. Uh, so you got to put yourself in a position. You want to lay in bed, sleep hygiene, still super important. You need to get your temperature right in your room, get your, your sheets, right. You need to, you know, uh, turn off all the, all the lights for, you know, cause you don't want the blue lights affecting, uh, you know, your melatonin production. Does so, you call it sleep hygiene? Sleep hygiene. It's I've never crap. heard that before. So, so what is what is that like? So sleep you- hygiene is just is is your um it's basically your rundown. Actually, here look, I have this on my desk. This is 
So this is interesting. So this is this is proprietary information. So, so this is the Cubs, one of our clients, um, and they created this for their players. And this is a recovery sleep checklist. And this is this is sleep hygiene. And it says shut off electronics before bed. An hour. Your phone, computer, TV emit blue light that disrupts sleep. Stop using them one hour before bed or use blue light blocking glasses. Two, um, wear an eye mask and earplugs just, you know, to drown out sound. And these, this is for road trips for these guys as well. So, you know. It's a little dramatic. That's a little dramatic. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, they have listen to sleep meditation music. You know, when it comes to sleep hygiene, there's a million different things you can do. Um, you should not have your phone in bed. Do I? I absolutely do. I mean, we're all we're all humans, right? We're gonna we're gonna do things, um, you know, because that's just how we are. So there's things that you should not do that are going to affect the way you sleep, um, and you can try to follow as many as you can, and it'll it'll really help you. So now, I did experience some lucid dreams on the on the old song. Yeah. Some people get scared of them. I enjoy them. I think they're like fun. Well, lucid's the key word because when you wake up after drink, you know, the next morning after a psalm, it's it's you remember your dreams. So when you say lucid, it's not. I mean, sometimes some people have weird dreams. Sometimes you know, I I have weird dreams. I have good dreams. I mean, it's just. What did you dream last night? Um. Man, make sure, gonna, make sure it's safe for work. I knew in the morning, but now it's been a few hours. Jeez. Um, it's probably no, something, you know it's probably it something vulgar, Brad. You know what it was? I'll tell you. You're going to laugh. So, and I know why I dreamed it, too. So, um, I, wa- I was at Joe Rogan's house, and he was cooking. He was on his Traeger grill making, um, making some elk for me. That's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably because I saw the last thing I saw was was uh, was uh, you know one of his posts or something. <laughs> I know he just nails that Instagram with that Traeger grill and that elk hashtag. I eat elk. Uh, it looks bomb, doesn't it? Doesn't it look good? Elk with the, the jalapenos it looks absolutely incredible. The 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 medium rare or the it's more rare than medium rare. The rare elk, which isn't, I'm not. I don't like it that rare, but the way he does it is looks absolutely perfect. Oh, so you've eaten elk before? I have, yeah. So there's a place in LA. Uh, it's called Saddle Peak Lodge. So it's halfway between Calabasas and Malibu. It's like you wouldn't even know it's, it's like in LA. It's it's uh it's like in the middle of nowhere, kind of. And they it's they serve elk and all sorts of game, but it's a really it's a nice restaurant. So, uh, yeah, had a bunch. It's, it's, it is really, really good. Now, when I come back out to LA in a, within this year, you're taking me there. You got it. But I live in Denver now, so it's going to be hard, but I'll make sure I'm out there when you're out there. I thought, but you shoot back and forth a bunch, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, our, our office, uh, is there. And then, uh, you know, I still I have a bunch of family and stuff. So yeah, before COVID, you know, I would go back, you know, probably like every, every six weeks or so. But uh, yeah, uh, you're in. I, I got you. You're the goat, man. Now, when, it, when it comes to, this is just a generalized question. What do you think 
dreams are? Like, what is going on in the human's brain when they're dreaming? Honestly, I am the least qualified person to ever discuss dreams <laughs> or or and analyze dreams. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea about dreams. But that's a good one, though. I we we have dream experts that have reached out to us before. So, maybe maybe, maybe we can. Need, maybe we need to make an intro for you, so you could uh, so you could. That'd be a good. Uh, That'd be a good guess for you. I'm going to do it for you again, just so we can cut you up a clip. You guys might want to use this. <laughs> Some dreams in a can. There you go. <laughs> so when you had started going real heavy on the CMO tip, spreading the brand, you're still doing it. Yeah. When did you decide that, you know what, athletes and professional sports teams would be a, a good market for us. Obviously, everybody wants their product in professional athletes' hands. But did you did you leverage some of your old connections in the agency world because of this? Yeah, you know, with any job, right? You want to leverage your relationships, or you know, or just or utilize not even leverage, just utilize your relationships. So, you know, when when we launched some, you know, we you can we could have gone in a lot of different directions, but the number one thing that I wanted. Uh, to accomplish was to build credibility. Not not only were we a new brand, we're a new category. It's a little different, right? You're drinking something to go to sleep. Everyone will drink something to, to give them an upper, but the concept of drinking something to go to sleep is a little foreign. So I, um, and, and, and due time, it won't be. You know, when Red Bull came in for the energy market, what did they do? They, they uh, you know, before that, it was, Coffee or an energy pill? Does anyone take energy pills anymore? I I don't know anybody. Um, you know, maybe maybe a few. I don't know. No, I know one psycho who does. He's okay, a, he's okay. A frequent guest on the show. But it's not as prevalent as it once was, right? And and now it's you consume your energy via a drink. Um, and you know we're trying to do the same thing with sleep. Right now it's they're pills, right, that you take to go to sleep. But why? Because that was the norm. So we're trying to, you know, do something a little different. Um, and, you know, something that's very unmedicinal. You're drinking a drink. So when we launched this, the company, we, we wanted to build credibility. And, you know, the best way to do that is with, you know, um, you know athletes and influencers of, of, of that sort. So, you know, what, what we did, we wanted feedback. We wanted real feedback from, you know, our, our, a lot of my, my friends. So, you know, Brandon McDaniel, who's one of the best in the world, he's the uh, per, head performance specialist for the Dodgers. Um, he's an unbelievable guy. Sent it to Brandon and, 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 you know, honest feedback, loved it, had sleep issues, helped. He still drinks them today. Um, Jordan Mazur, dietitian for the 49ers, loves the product. So we, we sent it out to a lot of these, I guess, performance specialists, right? And we found really quickly there was, there was a deficiency in their, in their sport as far as um, having, you know, players using the product to, uh, you know, from a performance standpoint. You know, when we were, when I was younger, it was, it was a badge of honor to go, man, I, 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 I didn't go to sleep all night, pulled an all nighter, 
Now you say that you're an idiot. I mean, you are like you really are. So sleep's come a long way. We now understand the importance of sleep. Um, so we wanted to use professional athletes as a credibility piece. You know, listen, I could say things till I'm blue in the face, but I don't have the 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 background or or the degree of a Brandon McDaniel uh, for the Dodgers, Jordan Baser of the, of the Niners, Keith D'Amelio uh, from Nike. I mean, we these are the guys that are you know. This is, this is a Boston show. This is a Boston show. So tied into some of the athletes out here that consume it. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, Boston's been a great market for us. Um, you know, um, we, uh, you know, the Red Sox are, are a client, the, the Celtics are a client. Um, and you know, it's been a great, great, uh, you know, relationship. So yeah, we, we sent product. It's in the bubble right now in Orlando for your Boston Celtics. Um, so, uh, Disclaimer, we also sent it to the Bucks, so, you know, but... You're a traitor. <laughs> no. Um, no I, think but, yeah. I think a crazy market for you would be the entrepreneur space because those are the people that lack sleep the most. And if they're like, sure. oh my God, I can just drink this really quick and get like a solid seven, eight hours of sleep, easy. You know what? A lot of our customers are, and, you know, we, we've we found it's, it's, um, it's those hard chargers, right? The guys that work hard, work out like yourself, you know, you, you, you're working all day and you're also working out at night and you're, you're a type of guy I could just tell your mind is always racing. You probably lay down and you're exhausted. I wear a whoop. I, I, I'd love to see what your strain was, uh, per day. Cause you, you just seem like a guy that's, uh, you know, a hard charger. So yeah, we, we, this is a great product for, for those entrepreneurial types, those executives, the ones that have a lot on their plate that, that do a lot of stuff and have a, a tough time, uh, you know, shutting it down. Yeah. I, I noticed no mental fog after the next day after drinking the Psalm sleep too. Dude, you Listen, guys got, you right guys got to hire me as a brand ambassador. I'm just killing it for you. you. Keep going. What, well, tell me some more. No, honestly, it's like I tell people all the time. I, I probably oversell the drink. It's, it's, it's as simple as you try it and you'll figure it out pretty quickly. Like I said, I wear this whoop Boston based company, by the way, you should have them on They're They're, they're a great company. And what's great about this is it measures my strain throughout the per day, but more importantly, it measures my sleep. So I know exactly the minute I went to sleep, the moment I woke up, how many disturbances I had, um, my quality of sleep, light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. And it gives me stats and it'll blow your mind to see the difference of your stats. And you'll know how you feel. You know how you felt when you woke up, but to actually see the data, um, on how quality, how your quality of sleep changes with a psalm or without a psalm, it, it's mind blowing. It really is. Your master salesman, Brad. Listen, I, I got to ask you a couple more questions. I want to open up for the producers, okay? Here's a question for you. Actually, no, let's just kick it to the producers. Hey, famo, let's hit Brendan. What are you going to ask Brad? Hey, Brad. Well, I was just reading the sleep aid market is growing very rapidly, and you know it's going to surpass like $100 billion, um, pretty soon. 
I was wondering, do you think do you think a lot of that's going to be kind of grabbed by these sleep aids, like the the sedatives, like the Lunesta and um, you know Ambien, or do you think you can kind of cannibalize some of that by marketing and differentiating your product? Good question. Yeah, you know, you know, we're not. Our goal is not to uh, like, I guess, go against those types of companies. Um, you know, the proof's in the pudding, right? I, I tell everyone, listen, I could tell you, um, you know, tell them blue in the face what this product's going to do for you, but try them both. Make up your mind, you know, like a, it's fair game. Take a melatonin pill one night, drink a song the next, and then make a that decision on your own. Um, our, people ask me this a lot. They go, you know, who's your biggest competitor? And it's really interesting because normally, you know, you can list off, you know, <laughs> at least 10 names, right? Our biggest competitor is ourself. It really is. I mean, we're, we're, we are, we're marketing our product. We're not marketing against anybody else. We stand behind our product. It works well. And that's, it's, it's that simple. We know what that's like in the Golden Deer camp, man, because we're pretty much a one of one in the city. That's <laughs> the truth. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And it's, it's tough sometimes. A lot of times I wish I had like an enemy, like a, a real present enemy. Does it elevate your game, you know? You know, it, it can, but it also can be a distraction as well. If you're and, soft, if you're soft. You know, you, you got, you got to, you know, uh, you, you got to, you got to be positive. You always got to, you know, <laughs> uh, do things that um, are increasing in, in productivity and, and moving things forward. As soon as you start getting into beef, you know, you're losing. Lexi, young Barbara Walters, hit him. What's up, Lexi? Hey, Brad. So I was looking on the Psalm Sleep website and I was looking at your advisory board and two of yep. your members are Emma and Layla, the chief motivation officer and the chief sleeping officer. And um, they are both dogs. Did you sure. want to talk about their involvement at all in the product? <laughs> well, you know, it's a little goofy thing. They're, Emma and Layla, both great dogs. Uh, when, you, uh, when you're an early stage startup, uh, you need all the help you can get. And, um, you know, they, they're, they're great from a content perspective. Can't lie. I mean, Emma especially is such a cute little dog. And, and um, it's uh, two of our founders' dogs, Abdul and Christine. And, um, yeah, she, she's, Emma's great. She's our team mascot and, um, she does a great job. Riley, you ready, dude? Yes, sir. Um, Hey Brad. So uh, hey. a question back when you were being a manager and an agent, um, what was your favorite sport to represent and why? My favorite what? Sorry. I didn't hear that. Your favorite sport to represent. Your favorite sport to represent. Oh, favorite sport to represent. Well, I'm. I I didn't really. I worked the most in, I guess, MMA as far as sports because I also represented actors. You represented Cutler too, right? I worked with Jay Cutler for a little bit. Not the football player, uh, Mr. Olympia, um, who's an unbelievable human being. The goat. You know what? I, I really couldn't say what was, you know, better than the next. I just, you know, they're all, they're all very unique. And, and I don't even look at it as so much, um, 
you know, the sports more than the, the human beings themselves. And the, and the interesting part was, you know, growing up in LA, um, you know, I was always a fan of the LA sports and then it, it quickly fades. So, you know, you, you kind of lose interest in teams and you start rooting for your friends and, and, uh, and their friends, I guess, if you will. So yeah, it's, um, you know, call me a traitor if you will, but you know, it's, it's, you'd rather root for your friend than, than a team at the end of the day. So but more of a personal connection. Slugs, hit us with something good, man. So Slugs had to go, but I'm going to ask her question for her. Wait, is it, a, um, is it a good question, Lexi? It's a great question. Okay. So Brad, Sarah wants to know, what are your thoughts on CBD drinks to help people sleep? Have you ever thought of developing one yourself? Good, very good question. So, so CBD, which is, you know, now, you know, the hottest, you know, uh, thing to talk about. So CBD, um, it, you gotta be very careful with CBD cause there's all, it's not all created equal. There's different potency. You know, some CBD does absolutely nothing for you. Some CBD does a lot for you. So you gotta find a reputable company. Number one, the biggest misnomer though about CBD and, you know, I don't know where this came from, but everyone thinks it's a sleep aid. CBD is not a sleep aid at all. It is a relaxation um, supplement. It is, so yes, is it the precursor to falling asleep? Of course. Is, it, is, is, is good CBD, a quality CBD, uh, you know, uh, useful? Absolutely. But it is not intended to be a sleep aid. So CBD would be the equivalent to the L-theanine and the, the GABA. Uh, the, the, the B6 and the magnesium. Okay, you yeah. Wouldn't that, really, that, that's what you're describing. They're both, they're both relaxation agents. I wouldn't say like one replaces the other. It's, it's different. But yes, it's the B6 and the magnesium are, are, are relaxation agents. Can you explain what uh, erythritol is? Yeah, it's, it's a sweetener. So... Um, um, and it's probably the most prevalent now with a lot of, with a lot of drinks. Um, so erythritol is, is just a, it's a sweetening agent. That's like the stevia is erythritol, right? Yeah. Well, stevia is another sweetening agent as well. So, um, just a different one. Stevia is a zero calorie sweetening agent in most cases. So sure. You want to lean out and sweeten up your stuff and get jacked up with little chemicals. Try the stevia, man. <laughs> I know, man. I'm on something called the Crucifix program. I can't tell you much about it because I haven't launched it yet, but we're going to sell it. And I'm going to give you a crazy sales pitch when it's time to go. I'm in. I love it already. I'm in. Okay. Well, hey, listen, where I want to get one, if possible, I would love to get my producer some of these because I could only get one of them some sure. drinks. And I don't want to, I don't want to kill you. I don't want to. I don't want to totally kill you with the shipping again because I know it broke you back last time. No, no, you're you're fine. No, I just you shoot me shoot me the address and we'll we'll take care of you. And dude, in return, I'm gonna shoot you a sweatshirt. Ah, uh, deal, deal, sweet. But in mass and in Boston, where are you trying to get the product and where can people buy it? So right now we're, we're so we're expanding pretty rapidly. You know, we started kind of on the West Coast since that's where our base was. So we have a pretty good presence in uh you know in southern california northern california texas um midwest a little bit so we're in 
we're in half of the Walmarts in the country, primarily uh, from kind of the Mississippi West. Uh, but that will probably change. Hopefully it'll change soon. Uh, we'll go national. But right now in that area, Big Y, you can pick it up at Big Y. Um, and, um, you know, some of the other outlets, you know, there's, there's Shaw's we want to get in. There's a lot of them, you know, there's a lot of different outlets. Uh, you know, we, we're not uh, retail outlets. We're not in yet that we, that, you know, you got to grow, uh, you know, uh, at the right pace. So market basket would be the big pull. Which one? Market basket would be the big pull. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyone listening at market basket, holler at us. We're in. Be sweet. What about Whole Foods? Whole Foods would be great. Uh, Target. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do, obviously. You know, um, you know being a, a new company, um, you know, it takes a little time. You, you can't just go, I want, I want to be in every store. You know, you got you to grow. You have to do X right? amount of volume, right? You do, right? I mean, you got to manufacture your, your cans at the right pace. And, you, don't, you know, you, wanna, you don't want to overextend yourself. You don't want to underextend yourself. So, um, you know, you just got to move at the right pace. And, and, we, and we, we have a great uh, sales team as well that, um, you know, are working to get us into a, a lot of different, uh, you know, more retail outlets as well. But, you know, you get everyone, you know, Amazon Prime and, you know, we, uh, and getsome.com. And we, the best deal really, once you start drinking it, is just to go on. Uh, hold, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Sorry to cut you off. Listen, this, this will parlay into our, one of our ending bits. We have two closing bits. The first yeah. one is called GDP sales mode. I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to pull out the, the clock app. I'm going to time you for 40 seconds and you have 40 seconds to pitch the hell out of this. And listen, Brad, you're a big sales guy. So this better be the best one we've ever had, man. You ready? Let's go. And when there's 10 seconds left, I'll put my hand up, but I'm going to be a hard no, stop. I, at 40. For just 40 seconds. I just got to sell this thing. That's it. Yeah, do you want to see a deep breath beforehand or? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I like I said, I, I oversell this. So tell me when it's don't want to start. Three, two, one, sales mode, go. So some sleep. Very simple. It's a sleep drink in a can, eight ounces. You drink it 30 minutes, you go to bed at night, drug-free, non-habit forming, B6, magnesium, GABA, L-theanine, melatonin are the active ingredients. And we are available at getsom.com amazon free shipping amazon prime and big y in the boston area um and yes this is a drink for everybody um whether you're 18 years old or 80 years old so if you have sleep issues or you just want to put yourself done that was good though getsom.com brad thank you Hey, Appreciate man. it. Thanks for having me. You guys are great. Continued success. And uh, yeah, shoot me those addresses and we'll get you uh, get your team some product. Dude, there's one more ending bit before you leave us. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, I'm glad we met, man. Do you have fun? Great time. Okay, cool. I'm glad we met. So listen, this is, this is how we start and end the show. You say, hi, your name, and this is my golden hour directly after no break hi your name and that was my golden hour so it's this is and that one more, was one more time one more time say it again oh hi i'm blink okay. and this is my golden hour directly after no break hi i'm blank 
And that was my golden hour. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Yes. Hi, I'm Brad Marks, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Brad Marks, and this was my golden hour. Yo, can I tell you something crazy? What? You blew it. How? It's that was, Brad. It's a, this is, and it's a, that was. Okay, ready? <laughs> Hi, I'm Brad Marks, and that was my golden hour. You're a great guy, man. <laughs> Perfect. And hey, listen, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna likely drop this next Monday, and I'll cut you up. We'll cut you up a bunch of clips, send them over, some links and stuff. Sweet. All right. We'll 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 get it posted. We'll get spread the word. Hey, thank you for your time, man. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, production team. Talk to you guys soon. And I'll text you. I'll get your address, and I'll send you some of ours. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Right. There you go. Bye. Bye.